And yes, it's that time again where the two mad blondes get together and discuss what's happening in South Africa and abroad for all of the expats and, of course, people living here in our beautiful, sunny, sunny country. Jenny Baxter, how are things over in Antibes? Hello, everything's divine. I hope everything's good with you too. It's getting a bit chillier in the morning, so we're not going to talk about the weather as usual, <laughs> but it's one of those things that kind of do affect you, and uh, especially when it comes to whether you're going to be locked in or locked up or whatever those things. I know that, uh, if, uh, you know, weather affects you. It really it does, does affect you. And it's also kind of exciting, you know, for all the expats right now in the Northern Hemisphere who are going through these ridiculous temperatures of, of minus 16 and minus 9. And, you know, they're in Texas, some of them, where they thought it would be hotter than South Africa. And they are freezing, but they are still sending heaps of divine photos, lots of snow. Anyway, so what's been happening on the site? What has been coming up that people are interested in? We got some stunning photos of the street art festival in Cape Town. It's an annual festival. International artists and local artists have just, you know, it's graffiti, it's art, it's beautiful. Stunning pictures, blue skies. And we posted, I think, on Friday, and the festival continued till Sunday. So, so many people then went along, sent more photos. And it's really beautiful because it's one of the old, it is the oldest suburb in Cape Town. So, there's beautiful old buildings, architecture, and it's available all year round for people to go and see. You know, they obviously won't be seeing the, the artist's painting anymore, but the paintings are still there. Art and nature. What else can we be talking about, honestly, to give you a good vibe? Exactly, and it fills your soul and makes you feel connected. And you know, oh, and I heard you went to the wilds recently. Yes, no, the wilds were oh, fantastic spot. I mean, it's been really cleaned up, and thanks to the artist, once again, artist doing stuff for the environment, James Delaney has put in the most amazing art installation throughout the wilds. It's been cleaned up, the security is good, so it, you know, they've cleaned it out completely. It's not a, a huge walk, it's only a couple of kilometers, but I mean, it's, it's such a wonderful place to go and view parts of Johannesburg. Yes, there is the back view of the old Joburg Gen, what's it called, uh, Charlotte Mokeke. But uh, it, it gives you fantastic views over the northern suburbs and through Hillbra and everything. So definitely worthwhile a visit. Take your dogs and your kids and go and have a party. And in fact, I'm shocked that you say it's only about two kilometers because I went there last time when I stayed with you and I think I spent almost two hours there. You know, it was it was absolutely beautiful. And I think it's, you know, one of those many undiscovered places for many people that don't realize in South Africa, there's so many gorgeous little suburbs that need exploring. Well, then people should also get onto the Heritage Foundation's pages because they give you all of these lovely little gems, especially around Johannesburg, which is great yeah. to look at. Well, but talking about Johannesburg, I mean, uh, and trees, one of the things which has been causing a bit of a furore in Joburg is a number of trees being cut down in Rosebank. I heard about that. And so those are the, the white jacarandas. Yeah, they were trying to cut down three trees. They were pruning and cutting. And I mean, the jacarandas do need that. Trust me, I've got them living outside my house, five of them. They need pruning every now and then. Three of the trees had been identified as actually being dead. So they were cutting them down because they were going to fall down in any case. So I think that, you know, there's always a 
an immediate reaction from people, which is great that the public are getting out and saying, hang on a second, who's given you permission? In fact, it was given permission by um, Joburg City Parks with the Rosebank management in the area. The, the trees were essentially dead, but then somebody made the mistake of saying, oh, it's because of shothole borer. And we're like, no, no, no. Jacarandas are not affected by shothole borers. The jacarandas that are planted in, in well, Pretoria and Johannesburg, they were planted a long time ago, and these trees only have like about a 100-year lifespan. So they are coming to the end of their lives, and they will start dying off, and they can become a security issue. So if we're thinking carefully, we would start planting trees, knowing how old the trees are that are outside our houses, in our main roads, whatever, so that there's something there to take their place that are already grown by the time the jacarandas need to be taken down. But it's nice to see the, the public coming together. Yes, and, and obviously, I, and I understand the misunderstanding that people were incorrectly told it was the borehole. Melanie, that's really sad, though, if they are all going to die in 100 years, and since they're an alien plant, you're not allowed to plant any new ones. Jacaranda is so important to South Africa, even though it's alien. Interestingly enough, the jacaranda is now no longer seen as an invasive species in an urban environment. Fantastic. So it's not actually, it isn't one that has to be removed because it's become so prevalent and it isn't actually doing that much way in the way of damage. Sure, it can self-seed, but you, you can't go and buy one and plant it, but it's not seen as like, you know, out in the wild where it's actually an invasive species. I'm sure that they may plant jacarandas up again once they do start kind of falling down and falling over. Oh, I hope so. But we can always plant our indigenous trees as well. There's nothing wrong with doing that. I know, but we, need the, we just need the purple flowers to know that it's exam time and we've got to learn. We're talking about exams. Finally, the children went back to school this week. Yay. It's been a long <laughs> three-month holiday. It is compulsory uh, for government schools. Um, all the kids went back. They didn't do a staggered kind of like certain grades on certain days. The whole school has gone back. The kids are keeping their social distancing. They are wearing masks. My kids come home and say like, Sheesh, we get like sanitized every kind of half an hour. Look at my hands. <laughs> so really? I think the schools are really taking it seriously. Time for them to go and do some work. Yes. So the, so the classes are packed, but they're learning. They're happy. They're with their friends yeah. again and their brains are growing again. Yes, which is an important thing. Okay, so what else has come <laughs> up on your side? Oh, there's been a lot of excitement for South Africans abroad with just pride in South Africa, with uh, the international news about Ashley Judd going to a hospital in South Africa. Ashley from Double Jeopardy, she's yes. a oh, UN. She's beautiful. Yeah. Yes, yes. So stunning. I've actually interviewed her before in France. She's beautiful inside and out. And, um, and so Ashley was in the Congo doing some really important work, not having a holiday at all, doing research and highlighting the plight of people in the Congo. And ironically, her accident really highlights it. She was in the rainforest, fell over a fallen tree, broke mm. her leg terribly, had to actually hold her tibia together for a few hours on her Oy. own screaming you know when I say on her own I mean without doctors there were other people with her because the Congo doesn't have the facilities and because she's lucky enough to have private health care she was flown to South Africa it was in the news all over Europe America Australia how impressed she was with the very professional care that she received in South Africa. I think it was the Sunningdale Hospital in mm -hmm. Santon. She said, you know, from the moment she went in there, the way they touched her leg, they immediately could tell she had no pulse in her leg. So they would have had to amputate, 
But because, because the South African health team was so quick on her, they were able to get some blood transfusions in and save her leg. That's fantastic. Yes, and she just, she just said it's a beautiful country. She, she had only good things to say. Oh, of course. Now, there's a lot of good things that are happening. I mean, we were talking about, uh, what's this thing about wolves, raised by wolves? Yes, have you seen it here? yet? I've been watching the first couple of episodes and I see that it's actually a past pupil of Greenside High is in it as well, Lita Bam. There's been a lot of nice people who came out of Greenside High, including me. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best. So it's nice to see that um, a lot of our South Africans are actually doing some nice stuff around the world as well. Uh, by the way, on your story a couple of weeks ago, you were talking about uh, not being able to get in touch with the London um, Embassy. Have you managed to had any, get any comeback from them yet? I see because here, the Department of Home Affairs is still not at full speed yet. Uh, but I do see that SARS has opened again. I saw a big queue this oh. morning outside <laughs> SARS. Well, I don't know whether that's good news or bad news. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Couldn't they have stayed closed a little longer? <laughs> oh, that would have been good. Uh-huh. But yes, perhaps perhaps the London Embassy listens to our podcast because not long after uh, this week, I received an email from them explaining what's going on. So we'll be publishing that later today or tomorrow. Unfortunately, as with many government things, they're not 100% clear. So you're not quite sure are they open, aren't they open? But basically, the good news is that they are still dealing with emergency things and they refer a lot to their website but they have answered some of our crucial questions so I'm really excited for because still I mean even this morning more emails we we just you know because people are getting no answers from them they're still writing Mm. to us but at least there's news so we'll put that out today or tomorrow and also some good news from LA Um, a few months ago we did a story where some people had been waiting months with could not get hold of the LA embassy you know the only news you got out of the embassy was that the high commissioner was looking for a fabulous home to buy, but there was no news on actual passports and things. Anyway, a a lady wrote to us this week who we had featured in our article, and she said almost five months to the day, which is actually a record for an expat, she's received her passport. So she said not once did anybody ever answer a phone, not once did anybody ever reply to an email. However, she has received her passport in the mail and she sent us a gorgeous photo from Seattle um, holding her passport very proudly. (laughs) Things work on African time. You have to remember that. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's become worldwide time now with COVID. You know, everybody just uses it as an excuse to delay, delay. So what else have you got coming up on the site that might be of interest to the locals here in South Africa? I don't know if you heard of The Gentleman, a fantastic movie that came out just before the lockdowns and everything. So now it's available on Showmax in South Africa for the South Africans. And it seriously stars Hugh Grant in one of his best roles ever. It's a, it's a total must watch. I was speaking to some South Africans last night who were just, you know, couldn't believe how good it is. Yes, and there's going to be Tully's baby as well. Oh, really? Yes, that's pretty exciting. Uh, we just got the trailer this week, but they haven't announced yet when it's going to be on your TV, but it'll be soon. The gentleman, what I love every time I see Hugh Grant is, I'm sure I've told you before how I used to be friends with him in London, 
And one of the first things he ever said to me, I mean, the reason that we became friends was because of my accent. He asked if he could tape me because he wanted to learn how to do a South African accent. He had some family in Cape Town and I think in Zimbabwe. One of his favorite things to do was to sing Jan Pirovic, which he... <laughs> <laughs> which he could sing really, really well. So, yeah, so every time I see him, I, I always think of the South African connection. Well, there you have it. There's a lot of great South African stuff coming out there. And, of course, we've got to look for the positives, and that's what it's all about, the good stories. So if people want to share stories with you, how do they do so? Email us, admin at sapeople.com or jen at sapeople.com, or they can inbox us on Facebook or Instagram. Lots of people do, and we would love even more to share everything that you see around the world and in SA that makes you proud to be South African. Thank you very much. We'll catch up again next week. Lots of love. And to you, take care. Hi, we are Goliath. And Goliath. And you're listening to another Solid Gold Podcast. Podcast. Do, 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 do. <laughs> 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 <laughs>